Hello, good day. Thank you very much for tuning in. May God bless you as you listen. Welcome to February 9th, 2024. And we are finally beginning our series on the study of Kings. Whoa. Wow, it took a long time coming. And I thank God for finally um, giving me the grace and all that is required for us to commence uh, this study today we will be studying somebody very important not just to the christian faith but i know that he's also important to a lot of the other faiths around the world we're speaking about papa abraham <laughs> and i know that we had tried to study him in the past but you know the one good thing about having the holy spirit guide you is that he just continues to reveal and reveal and reveal i know the word of god says that we see in part and we know in part like god reveals to you what you need to know per time and as time goes on he reveals to you more and that's why the bible many say it's a book of mystery right (laughs) it's like a mysterious book because when you read the letters literally you will see like the naked letters have the literal understanding but it takes the holy spirit of god who of course inspired the writing of the scriptures all of it it takes the holy spirit of god to um guide you and help open your spiritual eyes and senses to see beyond what um is immediately written you know for you to get the message that he has for you at that time so my goal in this episode by the grace of god as god gives me grace is to share with you the much that god helped me to understand in the course of my study of these kings you know i really did struggle a bit when i started um like i'd already written out a couple of episodes and for me it was like who do who do you begin with who do you start with you know naturally when you're talking about kings in the bible everybody's mind immediately goes to king saul right because he was the first king of israel um like the first ordained king of israel god god has been the king of israel and still is i believe um and jesus is now the king of us all because god has given him that authority um so I was saying that everyone would naturally just think, oh, you want to study kings in the Bible, you should start with Saul. But in the place of prayer, and it took weeks because this is something I've been contemplating since last year. And finally, um, it's resolved in my spirit, deep in my spirit. I know that we can't just begin to study kings without talking about the patriarchs. We cannot just study kings without also talking about the matriarchs. Yes, we have matriarchs in the Bible. And we cannot just study kings without talking about some other key personalities, you know, that um, were interwoven or had um, roles to play in the lives of these patriarchs and matriarchs. And then we delve into kings and, hmm, my people, (laughs) you will see that nothing is new under the sun. Absolutely nothing. And um, it's interesting also because... Uh, after I after I completed my study, something happened that really caused me to cry, <laughs> and God God reminded me of what I had learned in my study. Like, okay, this is actually an example of what Abraham went through at that point. So this is going to be, um, by the grace of God, a very insightful episode. 
and I encourage you to please listen to the very end. I pray that it blesses you, and as it blesses you, I also hope and pray that you are able to share with others to listen and be blessed. So before we delve in, um, I usually have like openers, and most times the openers end up being like sermons in themselves. But I'm just going to keep this short because I will read the passage and probably say a word or two before we delve into our study for this episode. And the opening passage I want to read for you today is the book of Second Timothy chapter 3 from verses 1 to 5. And I'm reading the New Living Translation now, guys. I'm using my, <laughs> using my paper Bible. I'm going to tell you why soon. So, 2 Timothy chapter, two, chapter 3, from verse 1 to 5, and it reads, You should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be very difficult times, for people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents, and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred, and they will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride, and love pleasure rather than God. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from people like that. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, I hope and pray that this passage is explanatory. Um, I actually read this passage a couple of weeks ago now, and I've been sitting on it. And one thing that immediately comes to my mind is the fact that when we want to pray, right, uh, most times we see ourselves praying for ourselves or praying for the people we know, the people we love, as as in, when you're asked to pray, <laughs> most times, uh, the thing that comes to your mind the most is your needs, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. I remember, <clears throat> excuse me, I remember I once listened to a sermon and, you know, the, the preacher, and that was uh, Pastor Onyik's Alfred, and I really do love her so much and love listening to the word uh, as she, as she uh, preaches to the glory of God. And that was the first time I heard something like that. It was a couple of years and she said that if you're just asking God to do it, 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 like every time you come to God, it's like you asking, 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 asking. You need to check yourself, you know, that have you ever paused to ask what God wants? Have you ever taken time to pray for other people? You know, have you ever taken time to um, forsake your own needs for a moment and just focus on the things that God really needs. And sometimes some of the things that God needs might just be for his children to stand. It could just be for um, somebody who he really wants to be converted uh, to, to the faith or it could just be anything. It could be anything. It could be for peace somewhere. It could be for provision. You know, it could be to get someone moving to obey and do something that he wants that person to do for it could be anything at all 
and I remember when I heard that I was sober this was like maybe four five years ago now I I was in a very reflective mode mode and um eventually uh i came to understand that okay it's not like it's wrong for you to ask god for stuff because guess what if you don't ask god who will you ask (laughs) who can possibly help you if god cannot help you so we rely on him wholly and completely for in him we have our the, the fullness of our being and our existence right but at the same time we also need to understand that he wants to have a proper relationship with you he wants to have a proper relationship with me so it's not just about asking it's also about um finding out what he wants and going ahead to do it without being transactional no it's not like oh i'm doing this for you god so that you do this for me back no so that's the first point uh from that passage you know um when we say people are lovers of themselves, people will feel like, oh, I'm not selfish, or I'm kind, I give to people. But what's the motive behind your giving? What's, it, what's the motive behind your religious posture? Because, you know, God sees beyond the physical into the heart. And it's not, it's not far-fetched when you, read the script, when you read the scriptures, you know. Jesus once sat and he was watching people give in the temple. And I'm sure, because this, this was Jewish law at the time, I am super duper sure that people were giving their tithes. People were giving whatever, you know. But there was a woman who came and she gave her might. The Bible recorded that as being the might and is now popularly known as widow's might. And Jesus said she gave the most because he looked into her heart and knew that, look, this woman didn't really have much, but she gave from the fullness of her heart and probably gave all that she had. So even in prayers, it's not just about, oh, I'm worshiping, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm praising, but also just reverencing God for who he is, not just for what he has done for you, but for who he is, what he has done for others. How genuinely happy are you when God blesses other people? You know, how, how do you feel when things happen to other people? And that just takes me quickly to being in God's, you know, being under God's covering, being under God's covering. What so many of us do not understand as human beings, you know, when the Bible says that the devil is busy, like he's very busy, Ooh, <laughs> the devil is very busy. Can you imagine how many people have walked the surface of the earth? Would it shock you to know that the devil sort of might have a dossier on everybody? Like he knows you, he knows what he knows where he can touch you now, and you will fall like a, a pack of cards. Like he has done his, he, or maybe he's still doing his surveillance, except for the things that God has hidden from him. And you know, a lot of the times, some of those things are things in our hearts. That's the place he cannot see, right? It's only God that searches the hearts of men. It's only God that knows what's in the heart of, of men. But he knows your circumstances. Sometimes he, because he has his own powers that God did not strip from him, right? And how do I know this? When you look at Job, right? The Bible says in the book of Job that the sons of God came for a meeting. And this guy, the devil was also there. The devil was also there. And God asked him a question, where, where have you been? He said, oh, he had been roaming around the earth, you know, moving from one corner of the earth to the other. Oh, God, I don't know what's going on um, on the ground. There's this noise. Please ignore whatever background noise you're hearing now. So uh, the devil was like, oh, I've been moving around. I've been, you know, moving to and through the earth. And God said, okay, 
of course that's your work <laughs> your work is to be moving up and down uh, have you seen this my servant job and he said ah i have seen him now i know him god said okay so you see how faithful he is right and the devil said hmm I've already done my survey on that guy. <laughs> it's because you are covering him. That's why. It's just because you are covering him. If you just remove your cover now, this guy will fall like like a pack of cards. And God said, man, you don't know Job. You don't know Job. And the devil was like, okay, just give me permission. Let me just go and try. And God said, okay, well, go ahead. But make sure you don't touch his life. Make sure you don't, as in, don't kill him. But you can do every other thing you want to do. Do you know that the devil did not need to go and call demons and say, people come or we have meeting. <laughs> There's somebody we need to go and attack. He did not need to call uh, for uh, a meeting. He already had a strategy. He, as in, the, he already had dossier because in one day, he finished, he, he nearly finished, nearly finished job. In one day, just one day, Job lost his entire business, his means of income. He lost all his children. He lost his property in one day. That's the person that some people are playing with, though. <laughs> you know, one of the pastors I enjoy listening to, Pastor Bidre, she's always saying that the person you're playing with is not playing with you. Mm-hmm. The devil you're playing with is not playing with you. You know they serve God. You know they serve Juju. You are just there on your own, naked. And you feel like uh, you are the Alpha and Omega. Nothing can happen to you in the universe. It's just a pity. It's because the devil does not have your time yet. Because if you become important, one just one poof, everything will just go aground. And who am I talking to? I'm speaking to, to people who do not understand the importance of fortifying themselves in God. Yes. I don't know how anybody can exist without without the covering of God. And you know, uh, some people will say, "Oh, a lot of people who are doing well, they are not, um, they are not under, they are not like reverencing God or anything. They are not. Some of them are not even Christians. Some people are not. It is very possible, my people. It is possible to enjoy God's goodness and still be destroyed. Very, very possible." Case in point, the Israelites in the uh, in the wilderness who enjoyed like those people. I think God even used to cook baked cake, <laughs> he baked cakes for them and fed them manna in the wilderness. I think they, they even um, was God was hunting for them. Quail, right? Quail was falling from the sky. They didn't need to go and do hunting. Like they didn't need to go and hunt. Quail was falling from the sky for them. But none of them, oh, none of them, none of them, as they were, as in the old men and the women and the mature people, those who had reached adulthood that already knew what they were doing, they did not enter that promised land. Oh. So it is possible to enjoy God's goodness and still be destroyed. They were all died in that wilderness. They died there and were buried there. People that tasted the manner that nobody else in this life has ever tasted. So, um, that God has been protecting you, you've been going out, coming in, and everything is working out for you in your business, everything is working out for you in your life, like everything is just going gr- as in great. On on the day you're supposed to 
as in you've never thought about even kneeling down to say let me give reverence to this god that created me how did i even come to this earth who am i that all of this you have never thought about it please i encourage you let today be a turning point hmm? even as you're listening you can just put a pause and get on your knees and just say god i want to know you i want to know you for myself i'm sorry i have not taken um I have not acknowledged or reverenced you the way I should, but please help me. Help me to know you better. Help me to love you more. Help me to be the kind of person you want me to be. I mean, I can assure you, once you make that prayer, ah, God will set everything in motion. Oh, He will set everything in motion to begin to reveal Himself to you. But take notes as well, you know, because so far you've just been there. You're not. You're not. You're not. You're not really uh, acknowledging God. You don't like. You don't really send God. Yeah, devil too already knew that. Okay, this one is not a problem. So he just ignored you. The moment you begin to make efforts to know God, the moment you begin to make efforts to acknowledge God, the devil begin to fight you too because he will know that ah, this person wants to escape. So you want to terrorize you. You want to make you scared and all of that. But one thing I promise you is that. As long as you hold on to God, he will definitely see you through. And I know this from my own past experience. I remember when I was much younger, the day I say, oh, I want to fast, I want to pray, I want to study the word. Ah, temptations overload. That is the day that people will annoy the freaky hell out of me. That's the day that people would show me shaky. As in <laughs> but uh, so I remember then, even at that time, and this was like maybe over uh, 15 years ago now, 10, 15 years ago. I remember uh, when when things begin to get so tough, like I just say, hey God, I'm not praying again, I beg please, because I, I, I felt like it was when I decided to be more prayerful, when I decided to study my, the word more, that's when temptations and things begin to go haywire at work, at home, everywhere. You know, my life just begins to be hot. But over time, as I continue to listen to the word and listen to messages and study, you know, God in himself also is great because if he knows that you have the fire for him, he will always catch you and try to set you right. He will always catch you and try to set you right. So, um, God in his mercy always came true. He always, always, always came true. And eventually I began to learn that I just need to persist. 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 And I, as I persisted, God continued to lift me until I escaped that, that, um, that zone where you you know when a plane is trying to take off you have to use like serious force because the force of gravity will be trying to keep you down but the, the plane will have to use the airplane will have to use a, a lot of force and maybe um foil uh foil power to get off the ground the same way the same way so when you start this you also need to let people know who can help you and if you don't have anyone in your immediate environment that can help you support you in prayers and hold your hand to lift you up please go online thank god these days churches are also using um technology 
to advance the gospel because everything that has been invented god always 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 allows it to be invented for his glory and he uses it to also propagate his word so go online what whatever whatever um platform you're on social media google um safari whatever search engine you're using just search for a church you will see their contact details send them an email send them a message call them if you want and I, I believe that they will follow up with you and hold you and help you to become all that God wants you to be. You know, I told you about Job. Now, and okay, you might say that one was in the Old Testament. Even in the New Testament, look at Peter now. Hmm. Apostle Peter. Apostle Peter was so Jim Jim for God. Like he was... <laughs> for Jesus, he was so um, zealous. He was so zealous for, for Christ that... Anytime Jesus needed something to get done, Peter was the guy. When he wanted to take supper, call Peter, please, the Lord's supper. He said, go, go to that place. Tell the owner of the house that the master wants to eat food. Yeah, the master wants to eat the, the, the um, feast of the... Uh, was it Pentecost or what? The master wants to eat um, uh, the feast here, the Lord's supper here. Hmm. Peter just got up and went and did that errand. Um when they needed an ass as well i think peter was always the go-to guy he was just he was just and i was watching um i was watching the now i think we we are going to have to record another episode start the study of kings because i don't want this to run over um so people are not worried about so people are not worried about listening because it's one hour or more so i'm just gonna keep this under an hour and then we'll start next episode to study king so I, I was i was saying that i was watching um the chosen and i had heard a lot about it to see it's a tv series um about um uh the bible i'm not sure of where they got a lot of the stories from but i know that there are a lot of um there are a lot of books on the on the asian church and ancient uh, church history so they might have researched and gotten a lot of those details and uh created the dialogue that they used to act the movie so um peter in that in that series um he was very bold he was confident i remember i saw a scene i haven't watched a lot of the series i just watched like maybe a few episodes i remember there was one scene where uh, Peter's brother Andrew was owing taxes and he had gone to the tax collector who was Matthew <laughs> and uh, he was fretting like oh his taxes were really heavy and he wasn't making enough money and Peter was so bold and went to Matthew and was like please let him go I've already spoken to the representative of the of the emperor and this guy is free of taxes even the soldiers around were looking at Peter like who are you you know so he, he had always been bold even before Christ called him and when it was almost time for Christ to depart this earth, only God in heaven knows oh, the conversation that they're having now about you and me in heaven and, you know, in the realm of um, the supernatural. But <laughs> we know from the scriptures that while they were having the Lord's Supper, right, or Last Supper, the Last Supper that Jesus Christ ate with his disciples before he was crucified, Peter was there with all the other apostles. They were just bantering and talking and everything. And Jesus was giving them clues that, man, I'm going to leave you guys soon. <laughs> but somehow they didn't really understand what was going on. They were just joking with themselves. And that's because the devil was there. 
himself, you know, in their midst. He had entered Judas and was sitting there at the table. So at some point, ah, I can't remember what Peter said to Jesus, but you can check the book of Luke anyway. And Jesus said, Peter, the devil has already asked for you. As in, the devil has already, he has already asked for you that he will sift you like wheat. Like, he, he, has, he has already asked to disgrace you. But I've prayed for you so that when you, when you come out of that trauma, you'll be able to help your brethren. That time Peter did not still understand what Jesus was saying. You know, he was still saying, can we go and buy swords? Okay, I've bought one. I have one here now that we used to fight. The devil was just looking at him, say, see you. Now, small girl, I go use disgrace you. <laughs> Hi, God have mercy. I think I, I can only just imagine, you know, Peter, that even when the, the um, soldiers came to arrest Jesus in the garden, Peter just brought out swords. Before he knew, he had already cut off the ears or the ear of one of the soldiers. As he was that fearless. See, Jesus told him that, no, my brother... It's not a sword something. If I wanted to fight, honestly, me, me alone, self, I, I reach to handle these guys. And, and if I don't want to handle it, I can call my father to send angels. Because when you read the scriptures, you see that when Jesus asked them, who are you looking for? They fell. Like the power, the level of power in him, they couldn't stand it. They fell. They fell down, you know. But Jesus had to give himself up like he had to lay like he had to set aside his powers he had to he had to just free himself i don't know how to really explain this thing to you but whenever i think about it it makes me teary i remember um not too long ago there was a time that each time i knelt down to pray i just began to cry because it dawned on me deep in my spirit that you know that if jesus had as much as committed one sin if he had committed one sin he probably would not he would not have risen from the dead because life is governed by principles if you commit sin you go down you know if you do this as in this this is a consequence and that was why adam and eve had to leave the garden because they had done that which was which, which was abominable. They had sinned. You know, the devil had succeeded in tempting them. And that's why the devil kept on tempting Jesus. You know, the Bible says that, oh, the devil left Jesus for a while when he was in the wilderness and after he had, um, after he had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. We all know about the temptations of Jesus, the three temptations that he went through. And after that, that the devil departed from him for a while. People will be searching to say, and when the devil later come back to Jesus, you think that it was only when, you think that it was only when uh, Judas went to betray him, that you, you you might be thinking that that was the only time that, that the devil came back. The devil came back all the times that the Pharisees and all the other people, everybody was tempting him. Go and read the scriptures. You see that, they kept on tempting him tempting they wanted to they wanted to they wanted to get him to sin you know including the times that he was provoked including the times that you know all sorts of things all sorts of things happened but he he held himself back as in he 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 stood holy you know he didn't unleash his powers to deal with people as he had the power to do because ah 
they say now you now or me i've just i'll just bang the person's neck you know <laughs> or but he he kept he kept he kept himself he was so meek so meek that can you imagine um a general an army general of any country you're just going somewhere and people are just yabbing him uh i, I don't know about other countries over my country nigeria hmm. so i'll show you something or we'll let you know that he's not just wearing a camo for nothing you know so but, but jesus was meek he was slowly even when he had the right to do something even when he was wronged he, he kept quiet even when he came to defending himself against Pilate, they lied on him and he just kept quiet i'm like what and i think i I've, i haven't i haven't gotten a taste though never i can never get a taste of what jesus went through never but i'm just going to recount an experience that i had uh, some time ago, somebody did something very, very hurtful to me. Very, very hurtful. You know, when you're a victim of something and the person was then acting like the victim, you know, it's like someone doing something very hurtful to you and turning around to claim that they were the ones who were hurt. At some point, I had to start checking myself. Like, am I okay? Like, why am I not, you know, like... From my professional training, I already know what I should do to this person. But I wasn't able to do anything. It came to a point we had to like have a meeting, you know, to uh, reconcile differences. And before that meeting, I had already like started marshalling out my points. So I'm going to say this. But uh, somewhere along the line, Holy Spirit just let me understand that, look, just leave this to me. Me too, I was happy. I was like, okay, Holy Spirit, I know what you're going to do for me when we get there. Mm. My people, who got there, I could not talk. Oh, I was just looking. Hey! I was like, now maybe this. I could not say anything. This person was just blabbing, talking, oops. I was just there, looking. <laughs> and I could not really understand. You know, when God... When, because one prayer I prayed before that engagement was Holy Spirit take control I submit completely to your authority as in I want you to be in charge and in charge he was the charge he was was that he he, he, he tied my tongue I could not say anything and when I came out the whole thing was resolved in the sense that okay uh, let them okay everything is okay now no problem but this person told a lot of lies and said a lot of things that were untrue. And I had like the perfect response, but I could not open my mouth to say anything. And when I came back home, I was like, God, waiting happen. Why did I not? Why did I not talk? In fact, I was so angry. I was like, this would have been a perfect response. I was, I was almost going to write to say you know what i did not say anything that time now this is my statement i was going to write a, a very strongly worded uh mail or letter but i was so annoyed with myself and i said god what happened why why did i and god said something to me he said not first of all the holy spirit helped me to understand to just remember jesus before pilots 
Like I could just picture him before Pilate and being asked those stupid questions and he just kept quiet and he was looking and Pilate was wondering like, ah, you don't want to save yourself. You know, like I, I have your life in my palms like this. And Jesus was just looking at him. Like I just picture that and the Holy Spirit said something. He said, not all, not everybody is deserving of a response. He said, not everybody is deserving of your response. That was when I was, I became calm and I started crying. I was like, okay, 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 okay. It took days for me to finally accept that. Okay, okay. Um, not everyone is deserving of your response. Not every, not every situation. Is, and then when you have asked your father to answer, you know, you just need to submit and allow him to really answer. And God answered, oh, eh, oh, ha. You see, as I did not say anything like this, the battle is the Lord's. <laughs> God, my father stepped in. He stepped in and showed up beautifully in the battle. As in, hmm. so I don't even remember how I got into this now. But ultimately, this passage we, we read at the beginning of this episode, Second Timothy chapter three, from verse one to five. Please meditate on it. Meditate on it. You need to examine yourself and examine the people in your company because you know you say you smell like the company you keep and i know because um there are certain things i don't like doing like i just know that they are wrong and some time ago i saw myself in the midst of maybe a few people who were doing that and realized that i was almost accommodating it accommodating it in my spirit like when you are in the midst of something that um you tolerate before you know it you let your guards down and before you know it you may see yourself doing the same thing until i caught myself i was like no way this is not me this is not what i'm supposed to be doing and that's why the scripture says here in second timothy chapter 3 verse 5 that he says stay stay away from those kind of people stay away from people like that it's not like you say you're not going to work with them or do anything but you need to you need to guard you need to be on guard like you need to be vigilant when you're with people like 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 this all all of these things that have been described in this passage you know talked about people who um where's that place disobedient to their parents you know disobedient to their parents and you think that being disobedient to your parents only when you are under their authority people who cannot take care i think they cannot buy a handkerchief for their for their mother or their father regardless of your culture you know because what's one of the greatest commandments i think one of the i think the bible says it's the first commandment right obey your parents in the lord Honor your parents, honor your father and your mother that your days may be long. Because your parents really are like the God you see when you are born. They, they, have, the, they have the power to, to do away with you in the sense that if you don't feed a child for one day or two days, that child may not survive. All. Or maybe um, you, have, you are giving the child water and you, 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 there's a way you put the bottle, the child may not survive it because they will choke to death or maybe you want to give the child a bath there's a certain temperature of water the child will not survive as in so many it takes a lot of dedication it takes a lot of commitment and love to nurture a child for that child to grow and become an adult 
and then some people will become adults and they just fashy like ignore the parents that raised them it's not a good thing so if you have your parents alive it's a it's a privilege a rare honor and privilege uh, that that you have a big blessing from god that you have and if you haven't been taking care of them if you haven't shown them appreciation if you haven't shown them how much you love and respect them please let today be the beginning of you making efforts to show them how much you love them how much you respect them how much you cherish them how much you appreciate all that they have done for you and if your parents had hurt you in the past i'm really sorry that that happened i pray that god helps you to forgive them but then you also need to remember life is governed by principles right life is governed by principles so do not allow their own negative action to prevent you from earning the blessing that you deserve you know so they have done you wrong two wrongs can never make you right the fact that they did you wrong will not justify you being wrong to them as well so if you know what you need to do for them as a child please 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 i encourage you let today be the starting point for you that you turn a new leaf you begin to do what you know a child ought to do for a parent for your child for you i mean for your for your parents regardless of how they treated you i'm sorry if they if they messed things up with you when you were growing i'm sorry if they didn't play their role properly i'm sorry if they did not um show you the kind of love and care that you deserved and i thank god that god has brought you this far that god didn't allow you to um end up wasteful i pray i thank god that god did not allow your life to end that you're able to hear this podcast now you're able to listen to what i'm saying and i pray that god gives you the strength he gives you the strength to do what you ought to do as a child to care for your parents to honor them to love them to respect them i pray that god heals your wounds your scars and i pray that as you take steps to obey god that he blesses you beyond your wildest dreams and imaginations in the name of jesus christ amen oh wow so we ended up doing an intro talking about second timothy chapter 3 verses 1 to 5 and just sharing a couple of things that the bible had talked about in that passage and i thank you so much for listening um we will um start the book of kings in the next episode which will be out immediately after this one i encourage you to please listen and may god bless and fill you with his love and wisdom his spirit and his grace as you listen and put this to practice to the glory of god in jesus name amen thank you for listening bye for now